Welcome to the Managing Your Multi-Passionate Life Show. Your host, Carol Dixon Carr, is an educator of and a participant in many eclectic subjects, and she loves it that way. Each week, she'll bring you episodes and stories on how you can navigate those multiple passions while managing your mental, spiritual, physical, and emotional energy in your life as a whole. So here's Carol. Yes, I'm here, but I'm also here with songstress Karen Liu. She's a sought-after holistic voice expert and award-winning jazz vocalist, songwriter, actor, U.S. expat, now based in Seoul, South Korea. She is a certified new science of singing voice teacher, and she has a slew of other um, credentials behind her name on that. I'll let you read the slow notes for that. But between the ages of 15 and 50, Karen has also had some success as a catering server, door-to-door canvasser, secretary, marketing assistant, graphic designer, file maker, pro database designer, website designer, journalist, and English teacher. Wow. <laughs> For fun, she has explored pottery, drawing, painting, cooking, fashion, interior design, roller skating, hiking, track, gymnastics, 13 countries, and over 20 kinds of dancing. Oh, I can't wait to hear about that. <laughs> Dozens of museums and 100, like a whole lot of restaurants, let's just say. She has also volunteered for several democratic political campaigns and over 40 nonprofit organizations. Wow, it seems like you should be 150 years old. <laughs> Welcome to the show. <laughs> I have done a lot of living in my life. Yes, you have. So I would love to for you to just Start off and just tell about, tell us about your story. I know music is your, I mean, since I've ever, I think I met you, I don't know, it's been a while. I want to say maybe 15 years ago almost. Yeah. It's been a while that we've known each other, yeah. but this is the first time we've actually talked to each other. Exactly, just social media. So yeah, but I would love to, I know music is how, what I associate with you, but then I saw that you do all these other things too. I said, all right, she's got to come on the show. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so go ahead. I'm going to give you the so floor. So just tell well, me. I actually am wondering if you wouldn't mind. I have a six-minute award-winning Toastmaster speech that's called "How Does a Shy Wallflower Become an Award-Winning Jazz Vocalist?" Okay, cool. Would you mind if I started off with that? Go for it. Yeah, that that's the, that's a different way to go about it. I'll just sip my tea and listen. Go for it. Okay. All right. This is something that really has opened myself up to being vulnerable and telling a lot of my story that I didn't feel able to tell before. And it's been so empowering to me. And I really appreciate you giving me a chance to share this speech with people. All right, go for it. Okay. So how does a shy wallflower become an award-winning jazz vocalist? Now, most people, when they first meet me, they would never guess that I used to be super shy. When I was growing up in California and going to Seventh-day Adventist schools, the other kids would mock me saying that I was poor, ugly, stupid, clumsy, four eyes, and make me cry. So during recess, when other kids would go out and play with their friends, I would sit in a corner and read. I didn't know at the time that I had a learning disability. Books and music were my escape from a tough childhood, especially music. I desperately wanted to become a musician. I tried piano, clarinet, handbells, flute, and choir. 
but to no avail. My teachers didn't understand attention deficit disorder. My piano teacher scolded me for looking at my hands. My flute teacher was never able to teach me how to blow into a flute properly. I never got any solos in choir. So in eighth grade, I had a meltdown in the cafeteria. I will never be a musician. I have no talent. But then we moved from California to Texas. I got to go to my first public school. I loved Hearst Junior High. I made good friends. The teachers were amazing and they loved me. I got five A's and one B plus, which was in algebra. And I got my very first solo in choir. I remember I was so anxious that I got up on stage sideways like a crab. And I was too scared to look at all 400 people. So I looked at the clock on the wall behind them. I sang, have yourself a merry little Christmas. And everyone clapped and cheered and made me so happy. Then we moved to Minneapolis, but I didn't get into the show choir and I didn't get any solos in high school. However, I decided to audition for college music scholarships anyway, and my choir teachers helped me, but I didn't get even one scholarship because my voice wasn't that good. So my parents convinced me to become a lawyer. I decided to major in political science and philosophy at Cornell College and become an environmental lawyer. I got a scholarship to the National Minority Environmental Careers Conference in San Francisco in 1991. But when I got there, I found out that it was all facts, figures, and corporate bureaucracy spouted by short, squat, balding white men. Not my scene. Then I met Richie Havens, the legendary Black singer-songwriter who entranced the Woodstock Festival audience for two hours by himself. He was so amazing and dynamic. He loved teaching kids about the environment and he was performing too. I wanted to be like him. So I switched my major from political science and philosophy to vocal jazz. However, my parents did not approve and disowned me. Oh, wow. With a grant from Cornell College and three part-time jobs, I was able to finance my senior year while studying full-time, taking voice lessons, piano lessons, and getting ready for my senior recital with the incredible veteran Eddie Picard Trio. After graduating with a vocal jazz degree, I kept singing with the Eric Picard Trio regularly at Hopper's German Restaurant and Eddie's Backstairs Lounge while waiting tables on restaurants. Then I moved back to Minneapolis. I took lots of voice lessons with great voice coaches and performed with several bands, including my Karen Lewin Global Jazz Band, which lasted for 10 years. While I was there, I recorded a live CD got third place in a singing competition, won a $5,000 state arts board grant to create a musical with an Iranian jazz singer and performer. And I volunteered for many nonprofits, became a voice coach and had many other interesting experiences. Suddenly, 
I lost more than half of my voice students after the 35W bridge to my home studio collapsed. 13 people died. Oh my gosh. And 50 were injured. I became consumed with thoughts of worthlessness and of dying and went into counseling. I moved in with my family in Nashville to recover. While I was there, music brought me back to life. I created my Karen Lewin Fresh Jazz Band, recorded a CD, received a National Muse Songwriter Award, won a Music Cares Grammy Foundation Emergency Assistance Grant, and I was promised a supporting role in a TV miniseries. Then the TV miniseries production company folded. Five people I knew died and everything went downhill. I went through another hard time and came to Korea in 2011 to teach English and to be with my auntie and uncle in Sokcho on the East Coast. I almost gave up on music. There were no jazz venues in Sokcho, so I tried several times to find a good English teaching job for Korean Americans with housing that I liked in Seoul, but they were hard to find. So I finally decided to get a job without housing in January of 2016. And I love Seoul. I love living, eating, singing, and voice coaching in Korea. In 2019, I got to tour Minneapolis, Nashville, and New York City, and also record a new album with veteran New York jazz musicians. So to answer, how does a shy wallflower become an award-winning jazz vocalist? With perseverance, inspiration, connections, and years of voice training with top voice coaches. Very nice. Wow. Yeah, it sounds like your life was a serious roller coaster, and I can totally relate to how music can totally save your life. I think I, my episode two in this series, I talk about that, two or three. I can't remember. It was one of the first episodes where I talk about that. Uh, music is definitely medicine. Yes, it is. So Absolutely. Yeah. So... When you were in the depths of despair, what gave you the motivation to just go straight to music? To, what was the intuitive hit that told you, well, I think that besides counseling, because counseling is definitely important, therapy over here in the US for sure. Gosh, what time is it over there? Is it like almost 10 p.m. there? Yes, it's almost 10 p.m. Yeah, it's only 8 a.m., almost 8 a.m. here. So yeah, 14 hours, that's wild. Yeah, it's, it's so cool that we can have these conversations even though we're, in several time zones away from each other. But anyway, I digress as I do. And I get it. You said you're ADD. I'm probably undiagnosed myself. <laughs> My daughter is convinced that I am. But anyway, back to the whole catalyst of just kind of intuitively knowing that music, and in addition to counseling, how did, how did that play into how you're recovered from depression? Because that's a lot of stuff to deal with. Yeah, yeah. I got tired of being at home alone, laying in my bed and just reading or being on my phone. Yeah. And so first I went to, I think Cafe Coco because I heard the food was good and they had music and they had an open mic every week. And so I would go there religiously and the more I sang at the open mic, the more musicians I got to meet, and the more I was invited to sing with those musicians. 
So you said that your parents had uh, disowned you. Did you guys ever reunite or? Oh, yes. Yes, we did reunite. Actually, they only disowned me for like, I don't know, maybe four or five months. It was definitely traumatic. Yeah. I, yeah, I can't, my mom was also, she didn't disown me, but she said, yeah, music, you must, you might have a musical talent, but you really have a mathematical mind and you should use that. And I, you know, you, to, so you, went, you went to law school because that's what you, you, you know, I get that. I get that our parents have some kind of, well, my mom in any way had some kind of influence I, over my I considered going to law school. I actually didn't go. <laughs> Oh, okay. Got it. Got it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. At first I thought, yeah, I thought that maybe we were lawyer kids. I used to work for the Florida legislature and I didn't fit, I didn't fit there. <laughs> I was a, I was a, yeah. So I was a number cruncher and I, and I did not, I did not fit there at all. Not that, but I was there for five long years anyway until, yeah, sometimes I overstay my welcome. So I, I totally get that. It's interesting. So did, did you feel more at home in the U.S. or in, in Korea? Well, I, I feel at home in the U.S., especially in Minneapolis, but I learned to appreciate Nashville for a lot of musical reasons and it's beautiful landscape there and they have some good food there. And I have to say, though, I love Seoul. Nice. And I had a fantastic time. Uh, on my three-city U.S. music tour, I went to Minneapolis and Nashville and New York City, and I recorded in Rochester, New York, and I appreciated every single one of those cities in a lot of different ways, and I connected with some really great old friends and fans, and I got to see my family, which was really difficult because I had avoided my family for nine years. Oh, wow. Yeah. But in any case, I loved every one of those cities, but I miss Seoul. And so right now, I love being based in Seoul. All right, very nice. Yeah, so how did you, in the midst of all the, because you've, like, I think you said 13 countries, that's a lot. <laughs> how did you fit in all the pottery, the, the drawing, the painting, the cooking? How, I want to hear about the other things outside of music, how you got into that and how it works with your, your mental and emotional, spiritual, physical energy, any of those things. I would love to hear how you got into that. Well, actually, I would love to talk about that question. How do you manage your mental, emotional, spiritual, and physical energy? And would you mind if I delve into that? Yeah, go for it. Yeah, please. Do awesome. It. Awesome. Yeah. Okay, first, what keeps me sane is I pray a lot. I read the Bible daily. I attend an awesome church on Zoom. It's the Seoul National University International English Church. And I'm part of a wonderful small group, Zoom Bible study on Fridays that lifts me up. And I meditate every day using a heart math app on my iPhone. And it has a plug-in pulse tracker. And uh, that was recommended to me by Peter Sage. And I read 20 cans of success Bible affirmations out loud every day, which I got from a wonderful 10 week freedom in Christ course. I sing and play piano and I dance every single day. It doesn't have to be for a long period of time, but I try to practice at least 30 minutes 
a day and I practice up to 10 hours a day. Oh, wow. Depending on the day. Wow, 10 hours. (laughs) That's impressive. How does an ADHD person focus that long? That's my question. Sorry, I interrupted you. You Keep going. (laughs) You take breaks. And if you you know how to take care of your vocal health, your voice is fine to, to sing for that long. Okay. Uh, Also weekly, I have an awesome Peter Sage personal development program goal buddy, Susan. Um, We do three weekly goals and it's so exciting and empowering to reach my goals almost every week. And I came across this idea of doing three goals through Brianna Ruelis. I took an awesome workshop with her. Small and world. I know her. She lives oh, really? in Dallas. Yeah, that's so that's wonderful. Small world. Yeah, she lives here in Dallas. So yeah. yeah. She does. Cool. And she and her husband own an awesome restaurant. I would love to own a restaurant with my husband someday. Oh. <laughs> my future husband someday. Got it. <laughs> that, you know, that has music and art in a community room for yes and that's my goal too get was, and, I get that. yes i i would love that me too cool all right so um with my goal buddy we do three weekly goals and we also do daily goals and i also have daily habits so i do three daily goals three weekly goals and brianna ruelis recommends three monthly goals. I haven't actually done that yet, but I I will. (laughs) And then Brianna Ruelas and Vishen Lakiani both also recommend daily scheduling on a calendar. And that has been really great for me. In the mornings, Tuesday through Saturday, I do voice coaching. I usually have one to four students in the mornings and When I don't, I connect with people on social media and email and phone. I have lunch by myself or with a friend. Then in the afternoons, I run errands, I exercise, I practice, I study my online courses. Then I have dinner by myself usually or with a friend. And then I do more voice coaching. And in the evenings, I send emails to my email list. I do group Zoom classes. I do online conferences. Right now, I'm super excited about my Asian dialects class with Eliza Jane Schneider. She has this competitive, oh, what's the name of it again? (laughs) Competitive Edge Voiceover Training Academy. And she's such a hoot. And the community of voiceover artists and actors and singers is just amazing in that group. And I'm also part of two Peter Sage personal development programs. One is a 52-week program and one is a six-month program. And on Sundays, I take the day off. I go to church on Zoom. I do music. I get together with friends. I connect with my family in Korea, my my cousins and uh, my nieces and nephews. I relax and I have fun. Before Corona, I would always, or try to always go to the Soul City Improv group. And we just did a Zoom 
and that was a lot of fun. So hopefully that'll be coming back. And on Mondays, I connect with my parents twice a month or so. And I have a twice a month New Music Monday where I perform an original song on video and I post it to Instagram and Facebook. And then in the afternoons, I do two English classes for children at the local e-mart, which is like a super target community center. And then I have one business English student who is a cousin-in-law. And I also have another business English student who's a manager at Pfizer and, and she's on Saturdays. And then I enjoy teaching English and I'm good at it. <laughs> and it's also fun to have some variety in my week. It pays about half of what my voice teaching pays, but it's still good to connect with other people and not be just in my home all day, every day. Right. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And for my daily checklist, um, at the end of the day, I make sure that I did my seven daily habits. Actually, I have more than seven daily habits, but of my out of all of my daily habits I actually have like 20. <laughs> I believe that like I said you must out be of all of them yeah you seven of them every single day for 150 days as of yesterday nice yes I also I usually talk to one or two close friends by phone every day especially my friend Heidi she's been really wonderful one thing that has been difficult is that my regular therapist had to take a personal pay break. So I've been without a therapist for a while. And I was thinking about whether I should get another one or not. I found a wonderful woman on YouTube called the Trappy, the Crappy Childhood Fairy. Oh, funny. <laughs> <laughs> and she's so incredible. And she the first time I ran into her online, in eight minutes, she totally, clearly and concisely, she totally pinpointed exactly what I do and why I do it in terms of my friendships and romantic relationships. And it was just like, oh my God. And now it's like, okay, I can stop now. <laughs> That's a gift, right? Eight minutes. That's amazing. And and she's just like so insightful. And I've been through a lot of counseling, but to be honest, it wasn't always very helpful. Hmm. And she explained why. And she told she has a video about how she doesn't have a counselor anymore because when you have childhood complex post-traumatic stress disorder, it's actually gets you stuck to talk about past trauma. And in order to get past it, you need to focus on other things. And some counselors have experience with that and some don't. Right, for sure. So you have to be really careful about who you choose. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. I can testify to that as well. Cause some people yeah. want to just keep you stuck forever. and. I'm like, I'm trying to move forward and move through these emotions. Can we? Yeah. yeah. So I've, I've been through a few where I'm like, this is not working out. I get it totally. 
And I love how candidly we are here speaking about mental health because I know in the black community, it seems to be a stigmatized situation. I don't know about your culture, but I'm glad that you're talking about that stuff. I don't know if it is, uh, is it more acceptable in Korean culture? It is becoming more acceptable slowly, partially due to the plethora of suicides in Korea, historically, and also especially recently by celebrities. And so I'm speaking out. Good, 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 awesome. And in addition to childhood complex post-traumatic stress disorder, I have anxiety disorder and bipolar two disorder Bipolar 2 disorder is different from standard bipolar disorder because you have the highs and lows, but you don't have the, I I don't tell people that I'm Jesus or Satan or believe that I can fly. That's the extreme end of bipolar 1. So I have bipolar 2 and which is different and I have been suicidal before and I have been delusional before. I have been hospitalized twice, once in 2008 and once in 2010. However, I have not been to a mental hospital ever since I came back to Jesus in 2011. And that's been really powerful for me. Yeah, that's a testimony for sure. Yeah. Yeah, that's powerful. And in addition to what I've already mentioned, I love Facebook groups. (laughs) I belong to a Facebook group for the ADHD for smart ass women. Oh man, I need to be part of that group. (laughs) Yes, you do. It's awesome. (laughs) Even though I have not been diagnosed, I've only taken online courses, but I'm smart and I probably have ADHD. You're smart and you're a smart ass. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. And you're a woman. <laughs> Very sure. Yes. Yes. And I also I also love the Female Entrepreneur Music Academy group, which also has a songwriting group. I belong to the Musicpreneur Academy group with Tiamo De Vittori. And I also belong to the Crappy Childhood Fairy Facebook group, uh, as well as other groups. Yeah, I think I saw you on the, the Renaissance, the Barbara Share group too. I think I saw I see you there. Yep, yeah. yep. Yeah, that's a safe haven. Who's like, yes, we like multiple things. It's okay. Don't make fun of us because we like all these things, you know? <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> it's a joy to explore lots of things. Yeah, yeah. And my main ways, my there are two main ways that I like to explore. I like to take classes. And I like to do projects. Great. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, Eliza Jane Schneider's company is the Competitive Edge Voice Training Academy. Mm -hmm. And then I've been blessed to learn some things from Peter Sage, who is a really heart-based personal development guru. One thing I really appreciate about him compared to other gurus out there he's a he's a person he's not perfect and he believes some things that are very strange to me or different to me but one thing I have to say is that I have just grown tremendously and I would not have been able to do 
even one habit for 100 days or 50 days before Peter Sage. Sounds like a lot of the mentors, whether you've met them face-to-face -face or not, have really centered your, your development. You have so many, <clears throat> excuse me, you have so many things going on at once, and I, I relate to that. And I still think that you're probably just, you look really good for 200 years old, girl. No, <laughs> you know, how do you get all those things in? <laughs> She's not 50, she's 200. She just, you know, actually, you don't look 50. I, I officially <laughs> turned 50 on May 2nd. Oh, you're May 82. I turned 54 on May 13th. Congratulations. Yes. It's wild to, to see all the things that you've done. And I still am curious about how you got into the other things, you know, like the drawing and the painting and the cooking and all the things that you talk about in your bio. Dancing, 20 kinds of dancing. If we just focus on one thing, the dancing, Tell me about that. Oh, that's super easy. You just, well, in Minneapolis anyway, which has more dance per capita than any other U.S. city other than New York City, they would have these dances where you can take a free class before the actual dancing starts. And so through that way, I explored Cajun dancing and I explored ballroom dancing and there are dance companies that have free trial classes that you can take. So I took a ballet class. I've taken Irish dancing. I took regular long-term lessons in flamenco dancing and Javanese dancing and salsa dancing and swing dancing and I love dancing. <laughs> I mean, too, it's actually really good for your brain as well as you. That's one of my favorite things to do too. I just, I love to do that. Keep moving, keep moving, keep moving. And then I think that also helps my emotional health as well. Emotional, mental, physical. Yeah, that, that's why I zeroed in on that. Although I, I love a lot of the other things that you've done before too. Yes. Very nice. So what advice would you give our listeners going forward? I think you said a lot, but if there's anything, you know, especially if they have multiple gifts, what would you tell them? First, I would say, don't give up. Even if you're, if you're down for a while and you haven't done something for a while, I didn't perform professionally for four years. Yeah. And I am back into it and I love it. And even though it's Corona and I haven't performed as much as I have before, I've been really fulfilled by doing my original song videos on New Music Mondays. And I'm going to be doing three song videos for an online gig, basically, for this couple that I sang at their wedding reception 20 years ago. Oh, cool. Yes. A Vietnamese American and white couple in Minneapolis who just, they adore me. And they've been keeping in touch with me for 20 years and to have that kind of that level of appreciation is so amazing and they and I'm going to sing one song in Vietnamese and I'm going to sing cheek to cheek and what a wonderful world nice and so that's what I'm going to do for them in June with my Karen Lu jazz experience band here in Seoul Korea we're going to rent out a space and make the videos, three videos with custom graphics that I'm going to do and I'm going to send it to them so they can share it with their friends and family 
uh, many of whom, 300 of them were at the original wedding reception. Nice. Yeah, and yeah. so you've come a long way from turning sideways like a crab and being too afraid to showing out completely in, in your full <laughs> expression. That's, a, that's awesome. So yeah, don't give up is very good advice for sure, especially if they've kept in touch with you all that time, 20 years, that's great. Absolutely. So I know that you've got a lot of resources and I'll show, I will put those in the show notes, but just for fun, tell us how people can get a hold of you. Oh, there is one more thing I wanted to mention. Oh, okay, go for it. Technology is my friend. My friend too. <laughs> and specifically, I want to recommend Facebook, Calendly, Google Calendar, Google Docs, and Evernote. Yeah, I use that. Not Evernote as much. I use uh, Trello, but yeah. Oh yeah, Trello is cool too. I used to use that a lot. And uh, yeah, and how can people get a hold of me? I'm on Facebook a lot every day. And you can also email me at Karen at holisticvoicecoach.com. Well, this is good to just get here and just get to know the other parts of you because all I knew was songstress Karen Liu. That's what I know of you. That's all these years. I'm like, but then yeah, finding out that you, you know, you did all these other things. I had to just say, yeah, let's, let's have a conversation because it's actually perfectly okay to have a whole lot of interest. Right. And Yes. Yeah, yeah, because a lot of times people are like, no, you need to stick to one thing. I'm like, no, I don't. (laughs) Nope, nope. Why be boring? And why be bored? That would drive me nuts. And then I I, I actually have, you know, a lot of admiration for people who can. My husband has, he's the opposite of me in that regard. He is very, very singularly focused. Had his PhD at 25 in English. He's been an English professor rising through the ranks since the mid 90s. And God bless them. We need narrow, yeah. uh, narrowly focused people in the world, but I think that's celebrated a little bit more than people like us. So that's why we have to speak out. <laughs> you know? yeah, I think there's so many people that are in a world of hurt and that are in a world of expectations given to them by other people and by family and by culture. And they don't know how to get out. Yeah. You know? And there is a way. Absolutely. And there are books and there are Facebook groups and there are courses and people who you can talk to. And if you're curious, you can contact me too. Awesome. Yes. So there are resources out there for people like us and we, you and I and other fellow folks that I have interviewed, we're utilizing them and living our life to the fullest without apology and serving the world. That's oh, my story. Oh, oh. There's one other thing. Oh, girl. All right. <laughs> Go ahead. I want to recommend for artists a book called Create a Life Living. It's written by a wonderful woman named Carol Lloyd, L-L-O-Y-D. And it's especially for all kinds of artists with all kinds of personalities and issues and There are really wonderful interviews with successful artists who have made it and how they live their lives and how they got through things. And it's just so inspiring. So it's called Create a Life Worth Living? Yes. Okay, sounds good. All right. Well, looks like we're almost out of time here. So I am going to let you go and wish you a wonderful day. And hopefully we'll see you, I'll see you out in in social media land. (laughs) 
<laughs> yes. All right. Have a fabulous day, Miss Karen. You too. One thing Karen wanted me to add after we disconnected is that she wanted to let you guys know that she is on medication for the anxiety and the bipolar too and so forth. So we wanted to make that clear. So now truly have a great day. Thank you for listening to Managing Your Multi-Passionate Life with Carol Dixon Carr. If you'd like to continue the conversation on these topics, head on over to the free Managing Your Multi-Passionate Life Facebook group. You can find the link in the show notes along with other resources. And if any of Carol's words resonate with you, feel free to subscribe, leave a review, and share this podcast with someone you think can benefit from it. Until next time.